0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth.
1: Hi. This is Women Who Travel, a new podcast from Connie Nast Traveler that digs deep into the realities of traveling as a woman today and celebrates why we're never staying home. I'm Meredith Carey, and this is my co-host, Lali Irokoglu. Hello. For our fourth episode and the first of 2018, we're joined by Traveler's social media director, Rachel Coleman. Hi. And blogger and Instagrammer, Christine Ambrose Merrill. Hello. This week, we are talking about 21st century travel and the huge influence that Instagram culture has had on the way we travel and how we plan and how we share it with one another. So starting off, how did you guys get like started in this social media Instagram space?
2: I did it, this is Rachel speaking, <laughs> I joined Instagram probably back in 2012, around when it first launched. Um, but I don't think it, I really became that interested in it until I started working at Condé Nast Traveler, where Instagram was such a huge part of our day-to-day trip planning, trip inspiration, that kind of thing. Um, and now it's such a huge part of my life, and it's how I plan trips. I don't even go anywhere without checking Instagram first and finding like, what the best restaurants are, where people are shopping, what they're looking at. I use it for trip planning and deciding where I'm going to go next year.
3: So I actually started blogging in 2010, which seems like a whole nother world in the like sphere of blogging now. Um, but when I started blogging in 2010, there really Instagram didn't exist, Facebook pages didn't exist. It was really this community of Twitter and blogs and travel blogs and all of it sort of just starting out. I was living in France at the time and then I moved to Australia. And when I was living in Australia, that is when Instagram launched and it took a little bit of time to catch on down under as something's tend to do. Um, But once it came out, I really did latch on to the fact that it was nice to have this visual component that I was sharing. And it almost gave you an ability to um, almost microblog where you didn't have to write a whole post, but you could share a place, share a moment. um, And I really latched on to that. I loved that about it. Um, But I've been now Instagramming since, yeah, I would say 2012. And I think that especially once I moved to New York City, it was just a fantastic way to find new restaurants and find new places to go and sort of really discover the city. And I think even now when I travel, I'm the same way as Rachel, I really will look into Instagram to find, you know, is there a cool restaurant to check out? Is there a cool street art alley that is worth checking out? And I think that it's really been a great way to see things beyond just what is in the guidebooks um, to sort of find those places that are a little bit more under the radar, but also very photogenic.
1: I will say like, I definitely cheated Instagram because I send my pictures to Rachel to edit. Um, so if anyone follows me uh, more often than not, all of the like beautiful photos are edited. Wait, um, I'm gonna stop doing that. that. I <laughs> didn't know I do that.
2: Send them all to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I, I had a friend um, a couple months ago, I was talking to her about how I was like, I'm gonna start like planning my Instagrams more. You know, my Instagram used to be just my friends and now I mean, I have like 1,200 followers. It's not that many. Um, But it's like people who follow Traveler or who follow Women Who Travel um, who are starting to follow me. And I feel like I have this like obligation now to like put out content. Whereas before, (laughs) my friend was like, you had a very social Instagram, which was just like it was me and my friends and that was it. Um, But once I started this job, that kind of changed. How do you guys like approach what you put out and like the responsibility you have to the thousands of people that now follow both of you.
2: Um, I definitely think my social persona has changed since working at Condé Nast Traveler. As a social media director, I feel like we're all kind of like uh, ambassadors for the brand. So obviously we want to make the brand look good. Um, And a part of that is putting out content that, that resonates with our readers and our brand message. So I think, yeah, prior to working at Traveler, I was sharing like party photos with my friends, um, just stuff around my college campus because I was in college at the time. Um, But now I'm much more, um, I would say critical and careful about what I post. Um, I think I definitely want to like define my aesthetic as corny as that sounds.
3: (laughs) I feel like I've always really just stuck to the things that I love and the things that I love are what I tend to photograph. So it's blue skies and bookstores and colorful doors and all of those things. But it is very genuine to the things that excite me when I'm either at home or in a new city. And that's really what I'm drawn to photograph. And then that's what I'm drawn to share on Instagram. But it has been interesting for me, the people who follow me, who now say like, oh, I saw this colorful door and it reminded me of you or, oh, you know, this blue sky, it's edited exactly how you edit your photos. And it, I can tell when I look at that photo, like, oh, it's gonna be one of Christine's. Uh, So that's been a sort of interesting thing that I didn't expect really. But at the same time, I do feel like it's all very authentic to like, I'm not putting this out there because like, oh, I think that um, this library is going to really get me a ton more likes. It's like, no, I saw this library and it was so beautiful and I couldn't resist, you know, taking a photo and sharing it and hopefully. People like it.
4: And so, when you're traveling, how conscious are you of looking for those doors or those walls that you want to photograph? I
3: am definitely conscious of it. I think that I, part of the way that I love to travel too, is just walking around with my phone or, you know, maybe listening to a podcast and just looking for things that are interesting and being curious in that way. So, I think half of it is definitely really natural and like what I would want to be doing on a trip anyway I think that that's how I've discovered some of my favorite secret gardens or cool bars or anything like that but on the other hand sort of doing the research in advance absolutely I'll go into Instagram before I go somewhere and maybe do a little bit of research of like oh have people been geotagging that's a really cool wall let me find where that is on the map is that close to where I'm staying is that close to a restaurant I want to go to if it is absolutely going to make a detour
2: Mm -hmm. I would definitely say that Instagram has made me more of an aware traveler and that like now I'm looking I feel like I'm more my eyes are more open and I'm looking at things trying to find beauty and things that maybe I wasn't looking at before and I it's sad because I'm looking at it from like the photography perspective but I think it has had a positive effect and that I'm like more aware of what's around me and all the beautiful things that are in a new city in a new place that I want to share with people and it's a great feeling when you take a photo of something share it, and then someone's like, oh my god, I love this. I'm gonna visit when I'm going in two months.
3: Or kind of the same thing We're like, oh, I've been to that city a million times and I've never noticed that alley. Like, It's really cool to discover something that, again, isn't necessarily the thing that everybody knows about whatever famous city, New York, Paris, London, like to find something that people wouldn't expect there. uh, That is really gratifying.
4: Well, it's just sort of really simple things as well. I mean, I feel like especially in New York, you tend not to look up and there's stuff, there's just so much hidden stuff everywhere and you just sort of pound the street. And I, I would agree that I think I, I look more than I did. And I've also been quite slow. Well, I, I'd say I've been lazy with social media. <laughs> um, And I've actually only really started using my Instagram properly pretty recently. And it's actually, I think, enriched my trips more than I expected. Um, it's actually been, yeah, it's been a really nice surprise.
1: I find that when I travel alone, Instagram is, like, my best friend because, and I've said this on Travelog our other podcasts before, but when I travel by myself, um, even if I, like, even if no one is watching my stories or even if no one is watching my Snapchats, it's like having a conversation with myself when I'm like, oh, look at this funny thing in this museum or, like, look at all these Marys in this one Italian museum or, like, what is this happening on the street? Um, Like, sharing that and, like, adding commentary and not necessarily making it like this like permanent post on my page. I feel like brings me it makes me feel like there's someone there with me and I'm sharing it with someone even if like there's zero people watching it. It just feels like this is for me. This is stuff that I'm seeing that's beautiful.
3: If you like it. Great. Well, I feel that way too just in terms of, you know, I've always loved having a blog just having like my own little slice of the internet that I can always look back on, but in the same way I love just being able to scroll back through my Instagram and remembering a trip that I took and thinking, "Oh, I totally forgot about that." great coffee shop that I found or oh that was a really cool thing that I did that has just sort of slipped from my memory it's a really nice just log of all of those things too to look back on
2: for me I love the community aspect of it Um, I was just in Portugal and I Instagram storied one day in Lisbon and um, someone who followed me messaged me I think I was at some cafe, and they were like, "Oh my god, there's a great bookstore around the corner. You have to check it out." And I never would have known that had this person not seen my Instagram story and then messaged me. So that's a great, a great feeling. Um, and it's a great way to connect with people around the world. And like I met Christine through Instagram. Yeah. Um, so h- having this interaction with people that you never would have met before just through photos is kind of magical.
3: And I knew somebody who was in Portugal at the same time as you, and it was very bizarre yes. to see the stories going on at the same up. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Small world. Do you feel like there's this sort of like, you know, we've been talking about all of these positives that have come out of this experience for all of us. Um, just like this development of our photography skills and our like confidence and all of that all that jazz but do you feel like there's like some sort of I feel this um but do you guys feel like FOMO when you see someone who's like maybe in some place and you missed this like beautiful place that they're at or or they're on vacation and you're not which I feel like it's always a bummer but
4: uh do you feel like there's like that pressure at all I feel in more of an urgency to hit up more spots when I'm in a place than I used to um and eat at certain foods and try certain drinks and be be in certain bars not because I want to like post it to the world but more that I've seen it and I'm like oh god all these people are going then I've got to go to this then I've got to go to this corner and this like beauty spot and then I have to have this cocktail and sometimes it's good to take a moment and be like I don't do it all in this one trip
3: (laughs) yeah I do feel some of that pressure I think especially as people go to more places and it's more visible that people are going to so many more places I think one it reminds me that oh I'm at home not going to those places but also because so many things get Instagrammed it can sometimes feel like have I missed this spot of going to Portugal and now if I go to Portugal it's going to be just overcome with people who have seen it on Instagram and it looks so cool and it's not going to be the same experience especially when you're actually there. Uh, Cause I feel like that's a little bit of the downside for me too, is going to these places and finally, you know, getting that Instagram. But then you show up and there's a line of people who are also taking the same photo. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this cool? I don't know, should I take this? Like, why are we all doing this? Why are we standing <laughs> in front of this wall or whatever it is? Um, but at the same time, I mean, one example that I will share is I went hiking A couple weeks ago in San Diego and there's this thing called potato chip rock it looks like it's a potato chip over the sky it's actually a pretty it's like a five mile hike up but everybody just goes and takes a photo like that's the only reason everyone is hiking to get there (laughs) and so you're there and you're like wow I hiked up this kind of mountain and it's amazing and I made it but like does anybody care about any of that other than this Instagram that I'm about to take Mm -hmm. and I think there are a lot of people there who really didn't care about the hike other than getting the perfect photo.
2: I think traveling has kind of, as I'm starting to travel more, it's training me to put my phone down a bit more. Um, Just from, uh, I guess, Instagram overload. I went on a safari this summer and I realized about an hour in that I'd had my phone up basically the entire time looking at these animals through a screen and I realized how sad that was and I was very ashamed of myself and decided for the rest of the day just to put my phone down. And it made the experience so much Better and more fulfilling, um, and I think uh, while that is a negative effect of Instagram, it's uh, it, I don't know, it's a it's a weird one. <laughs> we got to see all those pictures of
4: elephants, though, which was
2: so okay. So like yes, FOMO
1: Central was Rachel's trip to Africa. There <laughs> we go, <laughs> perfect <laughs> example. <laughs>
2: Um, And then I feel bad about making people (laughs) have FOMO, so I just don't want to post anything at all.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's also the sort of tough part where you're like, yes, I am at this beautiful place and, you know, at this infinity pool overlooking whatever beautiful island I'm on. But it's like, oh, I know all my friends are at work. And I know people aren't going to sometimes feel as, like, happy to see that photo in their feed. They're like, oh, this sucks. It's snowing in New York. I don't want to look at this. (laughs) Um, So I feel like there's always that balance, too, of, like, Am I like bragging by being in these places? Um, and I think that's especially hard when you sort of work in an industry that is so travel-centric and maybe not everyone you know has the, those same opportunities to go places Of sort of keeping that balance of like, this is kind of work, although I know it looks less like it when you're on safari or, right. you know.
4: Well, I think, I, I mean, Iceland is a place that comes up in conversations all the time at the moment, at least a traveler about how it's just transformation into this um, you know, huge tourist destination, which now is sort of understrained by how many people go there. And I think that Instagram definitely has fed into people's need to go there. And I think that's how it's sort of exposed it as a place more I mean, and more.
1: There are more people going to Iceland every year than there are that live there um so sad (laughs) it's also there's not many people in iceland right um but i i mean i i will admit that i have not been to iceland yet um and i feel like now like i can't go because like everyone's been and i don't know i mean like yes i'll say this it is going to be so much better to see these things in person. Like It's gonna be amazing to see the waterfalls, it will be amazing to see the mountains and all the tiny ponies and Reykjavik, Like
3: that's great. But I there's some part of me that's like, what will I see that no one else has? So I, I went to Iceland in 2013, which I think was a little bit ahead of the now Instagram crowds. Even then it felt like this is everywhere, so I feel like that's only grown since then. And it was incredible, but I do think the thing that made Iceland so incredible when I was there was that it felt like no one else was there. It felt like we could be out in the middle of nowhere and we were the only person, only people discovering this waterfall or, you know, the sort of tucked away ring road. So I think that there is still a possibility to go to those places, especially if you go beyond the normal Instagram places. Because I think especially in Iceland, it's like, yeah, this is the waterfall that you go to and that's what you see. And then you take the ring road or... It's the golden circle. And then you head back to Reykjavik and take those photos and you go. But if you go a little bit beyond that, there's still a lot of the country that I think, I don't know. I haven't been there since all of this has happened, but I imagine there are still some places that are untouched, especially because so many people do go there and I think really just have the mentality of, I'm going to go to this place, take this photo, go to the next. So if you can push yourself to discover something a little bit more, I think you still can, but Again, I haven't been there in the last few years, so
2: I haven't been to Iceland either. But I feel the same way, um, which I think is sad. Like I, I almost don't want to go because I feel like I've seen everything that there is to see. Um, but hearing that is, is making me change my mind.
3: I can show you some photos of places that <laughs> okay. no one else was, <laughs> that I think people aren't going to now. But I feel that way. Like with Machu Picchu, is another place that I would love to travel. But at the same time, I think, am I really? Do I only want to go there because of? that photo and because of, you know, being able to say that I've done this thing. But they're having a lot of issues now, too, with stopping people from going up. So I feel the same way that you you both do about Iceland and that is it really worth it? Do I want to see it that much? Or are there so many other countries, so many other places that haven't really been explored to that extent lately?
2: It makes me a little hesitant, too, just having been to some of these super popular Instagram places like, I don't know, the Grand Canyon or even Disney World, where people are just Everyone has a selfie stick. They're in your face. They're not worried about your personal space at all. Um, everyone's just doing it to get this one Instagram shot. And I'm like, what is this all really worth it? What, it's crazy that we're all fighting with each other over a photo.
3: I'm always really curious, too, about like, wh- 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 what's going to happen with these photos. Because there are some people that you do see, and it's, they're just taking photos the entire time. It's like, is, are you here to do that? Or where are they all going to go? What's happening? <laughs> I was in the British Museum
4: last Christmas in London and there was I'd say like a sort of 15 people strong swell around the Rosetta Stone just to take pictures and like the light was bouncing off the glass <laughs> it, it, it was, everyone was getting in front of each other I was like what are you you're never gonna look at this photo again it's gonna look terrible on Instagram <laughs> Like, what is this for it's just really stressful and horrible and you're also not looking at this like insane artifact and yeah I, I feel like people need to
3: I do feel like that's one of the other negatives is people going to places and taking the photo and I can certainly say I'm I am probably guilty of this to an extent and not appreciating at all what they're seeing especially yeah. when it's something in a museum or something historical or maybe something that means something a lot to the locals of the place and it's just going to take a photo and then on to the next thing and not appreciating it. I think that is a little bit of a bummer and it it, Instagram really does feed that because it's so instantaneous and people you only get you know a moment so you're going to put up what's prettier or better than maybe the thing that was the most interesting thing that you saw.
1: I know you had um, talked about Rachel earlier um, going on safari and like taking even like a couple hours break. Has anyone taken like days weeks off of like checking, looking, doing, Instagram, or Snapchat, or social media in general?
4: I mean, after the election, I deleted Facebook off my phone and Twitter for the sake of my own sanity. Um, Yeah, the US election combined with Brexit in the UK meant my feeds were... Angry? (laughs) Just, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I took a break from those, but they've ended up creeping back onto my phone anyway. It did make me feel better. I I will say that Instagram is the one platform that I don't find stressful um, in the way that I do, like Facebook induces like quite a lot of anxiety in me and so does Twitter and Instagram doesn't. I find it's actually, again, I think you have a lot more control over who you follow. Um, But even if I choose not to post for a while, I like looking through it and I actually find it like weirdly relaxing because it's mostly very positive place where it's people posting their travel photos and pictures of food and puppies and all (laughs) the things that I choose to look at. Um, But that's the the furthest I've gone other than before I had an iPhone.
2: I've never taken a long break but I do give myself limits like if it's July 4th or New Year's Eve and and if I don't have plans I know that watching everyone else's plans will make me depressed so I force myself to take a break and put my phone down for the rest of the day and it always makes me feel fine like i don't need instagram to live which is a a nice feeling
3: (laughs) i've actually done for the past four years i've done this silent retreat in the berkshires and it's a completely device free weekend i hand over my phone at the beginning and don't get it back until sunday night and it's been so wonderful and i do feel like that's always a really great reset for me for the rest of the year just in terms of okay, I can live for two days and not look at my phone and not need my phone. And also it reminds me to do that more in my life just afterwards. I try to put my phone on airplane mode an hour or so before I go to sleep every night just so that I'm not scrolling through Instagram when nothing new is happening mm-hmm. uh, and reading a book instead or doing something like that. I have, I don't take full breaks, but I will say that I've stopped putting a lot of pressure on myself to post as often or as frequently just because it, if... I don't want to. Like, I don't feel like I should induce, like put that pressure on myself, which has been nice. Um, but I do feel like Instagram to me does still have the FOMO points. I think also just always remembering though, it's really easy to scroll through and see like, oh my gosh, all these people, everyone's traveling. Everyone's life is so fantastic. Remembering their, this is the highlight reel. Like there's behind the scenes, that's happening. They're probably sitting at home in bed in their sweats, posting that photo of the beach. Like they might not even be there. I will say I just got the new phone and I haven't put Snapchat, I haven't downloaded Snapchat onto it yet. And I think I just might not. <laughs> last
1: So last January, I did like a Marie Kondo, <laughs> like mm. social media call, I guess. Um, and I, I was like going through it and I was like, okay, you know, like what brings me joy? Um, and I had to, you know, had to have Facebook and Twitter for work. Um, Snapchat, I felt like you know, like love my friends so much, don't get me wrong, but like I didn't need to know or feel like I needed to share with them like the most mundane things that I was doing every day and that's what I felt like I was getting. It was just like, oh cool, like you're cooking dinner, so great, congrats. Um, (laughs) uh, And I felt like it was just kind of like this time suck where I felt like I had to check it and look at everyone's stuff and I wasn't getting anything out of it. So I ended up deleting Snapchat and now like the only way I get Snapchat is my friend um, will like send me screenshots of her Snapchats that she knows she wants me to get um, because we had like a snafu because she had gotten a new job and Snapchatted me about it but it was after I deleted my Snapchat so she called me like, why have you not responded? <laughs> I was like, oh, because I that's not a thing I do anymore. But I feel the same way. Like, you know, Instagram like brings me joy. I am like that weird person that like DMs strangers and is like, love this thing, like so cool. Um, and it's nice that people feel like they have time and are kind enough to respond. Um, because I feel like there is a community aspect of it and if you're putting your life and Christine, I guess you could probably refute this or agree if you're putting your life on highlight reel and showing everyone um you are letting them in to some extent um and you I, I don't want to say you have a responsibility to like con- like I converse did. with them but it it makes me feel good to, like, have a relationship with someone, even if I've never met them, which you guys started out that way.
3: Yeah, I mean, I do think that part of choosing to live my life on the Internet comes with, you know, I wouldn't have the success that I've had in it if I didn't have people who choose to follow me. And I'm so grateful to them. So, yes, absolutely. I'm always happy to respond to things. I think that there's always a weird... Um, thing that happens when people know a lot about you and you don't know anything about them. I've definitely had people reach out, you know, and and I've met up with people who I've met through the platform and it's great. Sometimes And sometimes I've made, you know, really great friends through it. And other times it can be really strange because you know everything that I've been doing for the past however many years and I don't know anything about you. So it just starts things off on a weird playing ground. Um, But I do think that that's one of the great things about Instagram, especially now with Instagram stories. I've actually enjoyed those a lot more than I thought. I would, and I think it it does give people a little bit more of a glimpse into the behind the scenes. But sort of to what you were saying earlier, I think, too, I've definitely taken upon myself. And also what you were saying in terms of the con Marie, if someone's not bringing me joy, I feel very okay about unfollowing. And like, nope, I don't need that in my life. Maybe because it's just too much FOMO. Like, if it is somebody who just is living this life, then they are traveling all the time. And that is a bummer to me. It's like, I can't see this every day. And I'll check in because I love your photos every once in a while, but I just can't.
4: It's quite liberating to be like, oh yeah, wait, unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Meredith, to your point about um, how your friend called you up and was like, "Why haven't you responded to my Snapchat?" I mean, that is a sort of downside of it. Is like there, there is this sort of sense expectation that you're available around the clock, and you know, I'm going to London tonight for the holidays, and the fact that my I'll have my roaming turned off anytime I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi is feeling like a really great relief. Like what why do I have to respond to someone within 20 minutes? This mm-hmm. is
3: very stressful. Like
1: That's, unless it's your mom, like odds are you probably don't need to respond.
3: <laughs> That's yeah. actually one of my favorite ways to travel now, now too, is that I always have my phone on airplane mode and I only connect it to Wi-Fi when I'm at the hotel at the end of the day. And it's so much nicer to yeah. almost just have my phone be like a camera and I'm not checking Instagram when I'm out just going and doing things and experiencing it a little bit more in the moment. And because again, because I don't post anything almost in like actual real time right then it's so much more fun. And I do feel like I enjoy my travels a lot more like that than when I'm even when I'm here and I have, you know, access to the internet all the time. So I can be uploading things constantly. It's nice to have a little bit of a little bit of space.
2: Completely agree. Like being able to walk around a city and just experience the city, not through the lens of your phone. It's a great feeling and having to put your phone in airplane mode is like the best thing to force you to do that.
1: Do you guys feel like social media has, I mean you kind of talked about this before Rachel, but has it made you want to travel more period? Like not necessarily for the Insta, but just in general made you want to travel or go more exotic places than you were before?
2: I think definitely. I mean only because it's showing me so many places that I've never seen before that look completely beautiful that, if i know that if i don't see them at least once in my life then my life will not be complete so whether that's a good or a bad thing i don't know because i don't know if any of that's possible but but for me it's a definitely a travel blessing
3: i would agree i think that it shows me a lot of places that I'd never had on my radar that look really interesting to go and I think that's both true in terms of places that are really far away uh, and countries that I'd never even heard of and that's a fantastic part of it but I also think it's done a great job of showing me more places closer to home that I hadn't necessarily had on my list of places to go Um, because I do think that's always interesting when you see a place and you feel like you live in the city and you know it really well and then someone goes for a weekend two hours away and it's beautiful and wonderful. And it seems so much more accessible. Um, And that's also, I think, a really nice part of it of just opening me up to even the places where I live of finding, you know, restaurants in the city, bars in the city. Um, I think that's been a really nice part of it as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like I found so many, not even like um, places that I would go just to take pictures of the food, but places that I like go because I'm like,
3: that looks freaking
1: delicious yeah. and I'm going tonight. And I just, my friends and I, I feel like at this point we just tag each other because we have kind of like a running dinner plans and we're just like, okay, we'll go there next or we'll go there next. And they are places that if we had looked up, you know, like best restaurants in whatever city, maybe they're too new or they're too small or, you know, they're very, very neighborhood based. Like I never would have found out about them if either a famous person or someone who lives next door to me posted about them.
3: And I think sometimes it can make places feel more accessible. I think especially I travel alone as a woman a lot. And so sometimes it feels like, oh, that place, I would love to go there, but maybe it feels unsafe. But then if I see another woman traveler who goes there, it feels like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, I can do that. And I should do that. And that that's a place I want to go, then maybe do a little bit more research. And along with the community aspect. I've definitely reached out to people who have been to those places and said hey how did you feel would you recommend it is this have you been putting this out there and it is just like a beautiful thing and behind the scenes it was really nerve-wracking and mm-hmm. crazy or has it been wonderful and when you hear that it's been wonderful that i think also helps or if they can give you know some concrete tips which i think sometimes they do in terms of traveling places where maybe you need to dress a little bit differently or any of their tips to feel safer i think that can be a really valuable part of the platform as well
2: well i
4: think it's made us all more adventurous travellers for sure, and if you if you do a sort of quick Google of millennials and travel, there's sort of a thousand mm-hmm. think pieces about why are millennials travelling more than any other generation, and they make up you know this percentage. And I saw one story recently which was saying because it's impossible for us to buy houses, we're using our savings to travel instead. And um, we you know I think you. Your point just then um, saying that as a solo traveler, it it allows you to go to discover all these places that you might not have thought was as safe. Do you guys also think think the same? Do you think we've, we're more adventurous than other generations? I mean, I think we see the world as like a lot smaller.
1: I think that might might be the biggest point is that to me, there's no part of the earth that feels... Like it's accessible. so far that I couldn't get there, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe I need a lot of money. Maybe I need some like intense travel specialist to help me get there. But like I could, I could do it if I, fi- if I planned enough. Um, and I, I find that to be true of everywhere. You know, there are places that I have bookmarked on Instagram or on Pinterest or in my brain or in my notes section on my phone that I'm like, not it's not necessarily a bucket list. It's like a, when I figure it out, I'm definitely going to be there. Um, And that might've come from Instagram. It might've come from a friend telling me to go. I, I feel like there's like this sense of like, travel isn't this big, it shouldn't be this big, like you can only go and do like the European tour and you have to be gone for two weeks. Like you can do so many things now because flights are cheap, because there are hostels, because, you know, places that didn't have infrastructure have them now. I think that it's, the world is more open generally two people period
4: and and i think those these platforms uh, instagram especially lend to a spontaneity that at least i didn't experience before i had instagram or an iphone i remember taking like a two-month backpacking trip when i was 20 and i had some nokia thing that did nothing (laughs) just (laughs) brick yeah Yeah. um and the photos you could take were terrible on it um (laughs) And it was amazing. And I think the fact that I had to go to an internet cafe to email my boyfriend was a good thing, but it also meant that there was a lot of stuff I didn't discover. And I think if I'd had a phone, I would have found things a lot easier and ventured to neighborhoods that we didn't and seen a lot more of the places than we did because we were so much more limited.
3: I I think that the world in general, it's easier to go places. And I think sort of what you're saying, it is when you look at your phone and then you see oh my gosh, this place looks amazing and I can just hop over to my computer then or even just stay on my phone and look up flights and it's like, oh, this would be cheap and easy and I could go next summer. It does feel like a lot more of the world is available to you and I just feel like you can picture it a little bit more easily. Like I feel like when I think about my mom and my mom studied abroad in France and she lived in France afterwards, but I don't think, and now she's talking about going to Dubai and I don't know where that has come from, but (laughs) I do think when you see more places in just in front of you all the time, it's easier to imagine yourself there. And because of that, I think that you are able to then go to more places, which is fantastic. But I just think being able to see them, it really does sort of like drive you and to think, oh, that is a real place, that is a place where people live and people go and people travel. Um, and I think it makes it a little bit more tangible and and easier for you to then actually make the plans and go there.
4: Well then, um, on the subject of mothers, traveling mothers, um my mum when she was in her early 20s at uh, sort of end of the 70s um, travelled around the world for a year on a motorbike with her boyfriend and she lost all the photos from that trip she has no photos she just has her diaries that she kept and one picture of her in Iraq and that's it that, my
3: heart just, like, dropped.
4: She should publish
2: a book. That's amazing. Yeah, she
3: should go and follow in her footsteps and then take all the
4: photos. Oh, God, I know. But she has so many stories from it that she's told me so many times that it is so vivid in my head of the experiences she had and the people she met and the pa- all these places. That I, 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 mean, Obviously, she's very sad that she doesn't have the photos, but I don't think it's actually taken away from any of those experiences no. in any way. Whatsoever, I,
1: And I think that at this point, you know, like I look back, like you were saying at the log of my Instagrams and like at this point, they're just like memory. They're like, remind me, oh, that like that crazy time I did this or like oh that time I went to Ecuador and had this like weird experience where I went somewhere for Instagram. And then it turned out like not being as great as I thought it was going to be because there were clouds. Um, but no, I mean, I think that it like it brings back all of those stories, those memories you were saying. And it reminds me, I feel like my attention span, my memory is so short now, maybe because things move so fast online and I spend so much of my day because we work for a website online, um, but I feel like it really does, like it helps me bring all those back and I try to keep, I try to keep journals when I travel, but sometimes that doesn't happen and sometimes photos are what I've got.
4: Well, and we had a fun story a few months ago, which was a roundup of editors' Instagrams and the stories behind yeah, that ecuador what actu- story what actually <laughs> <Yeah>. happened
1: <laughs> that was that was that ecuador story was my uh my struggle
4: so what happened
1: so i was in ecuador and we were in this place called baños and uh there's this swing that you probably have seen mm-hmm. on instagram where you like it's the swing at the end of the world and it's in this treehouse and you're basically like, on this cliff face and you swing out and it's like this huge valley and it's absolutely beautiful so my friend and I like take a cab halfway up the mountain and then we're like okay we're gonna like hike the rest so we hiked up to the top and like lo and behold like it's there's a cloud like nature uh so you you can't see any of the valley below and I ended up like you know we had such a fun time up there anyway because we spent a lot of time we spent a lot of time up there waiting for the cloud to pass to be like oh we'll take a picture now we'll take a picture now And it didn't and it didn't and it didn't. And we ended up spending like five hours up there. We were like playing with the cows. We were like meeting the other people who were up there. We like hung out with the guy who runs like the park up there for a while. And we had so much fun that in the end, like the clouds never passed. And I took the picture and posted it anyway of me just like into the abyss of this cloud. Um, But we had so much fun despite the fact that it was like it didn't end up the way I had envisioned it in my mind of being.
3: And I think that is honestly one of the biggest struggles of seeing so many things on Instagram, too, that I see this picture and I think, oh, I will go and then I will just magically insert myself right into this place and there will be blue skies and it will be wonderful. And then you get there and you're like, hmm, hmm. Huh the weather's not cooperating or like the sun's coming the complete opposite way that I need it to be or there's a line of people and I'm not going to wait an hour to do this thing. Or
1: that person edited it beautifully and you like cannot match that in scale Yeah, or like I'm,
3: or I I feel like sometimes you get there and you're like, oh, so people are Photoshopping like this into it or that onto it and that's not actually what's happening here. So depressing. Which, it (laughs) happens. So I feel like that's always the part of it too. We're like, okay, everything that you see on the internet is not real and if you are constantly imagining that it's going to be that way you're going to be disappointed
2: i was just in um, portugal in porto and i went to this bookstore that's world famous and i can't remember the name of it where jk rowling was apparently inspired um to uh, she was based hogwarts on this bookstore and the bookstore has become so popular with instagrammers that you don't have to pay to get into the store which is obscene in itself but you go in and while it is beautiful it's a a gorgeous bookstore. It is very small. All the Instagrams you see don't look anything like what it looks like in real life. The, the photos make it look like it's a giant library and it's just this tiny bookstore. And I just found myself basically walking in and walking out because I was so disappointed in, in the expectation versus reality component of this.
4: Been in the spirit of New Year, is, does anyone have any social media resolutions? Or just travel resolution I
2: actually decided yesterday my resolution would be to use social media less. We'll see how that goes since it is my career. But <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. I guess I haven't really thought of it
3: in terms of social media or I don't think that's part of my resolution. But I do think that one of I just moved to San Diego six months ago and I despite growing up in California, there are so many places in California that I haven't traveled to and Honestly, Instagram has brought them all to the forefront of all of these places that I could be going to that just look so beautiful. So, I do think one of my resolutions in 2018 is to explore the West Coast more and really to go to a lot of places that maybe I went to as a kid but didn't truly appreciate and now um, go and Instagram them.
1: <laughs> mine, is, mine is kind of similar. I mean, I didn't grow up on the East Coast, I my East Coast geography is absolute crap um and like I just realized that Philly was like an hour and a half away by train Um, that was like a new (laughs) (laughs) revelation um but no I mine is kind of similar I'm trying to take more long weekends around the east coast because there are so many restaurants that I've seen friends going to or museums that are so near to New York City um that I I want to explore not necessarily with my phone, but like I want to go because I haven't taken advantage in the two and a half years that I've lived up here of like things that are so close to New York, but aren't New York.
4: Lolly? Okay. Um I think I'm actually gonna try and post more. Mm-hmm. And also by using Instagram, I want to try and be a bit more spontaneous. And when I see a flight deal, actually- Book it. Book it. <laughs> yes, That's girl. what credit cards are for. <laughs> wrap yes. up that debt. <laughs>
1: there you go. Um, I have another final question for you guys. Is there another woman on Instagram that you love to follow? I have mine.
2: I love following Cynthia Drescher. She's a contributor for us. She has the best uh, photos ever. She's in a new place all the time. I think she went to Antarctica, which is on my bucket list. And it was a place I never thought I would ever be able to go to. But now having seen that she's gone there, I'm like, yes. Now I can go there.
1: (laughs) Um, My like Instagram crush um, is Eva Chen. She's the head of uh, fashion at Instagram and she travels all the time for work. She has two precious children. Um, And I just, she is one of those people that like Lolly was saying like is super spontaneous, really opens herself up. And I feel like I admire her through Instagram because she shows like the good and the bad which i feel like is something that you know you see the highlights real you're like oh your life is perfect and it's nice to see that even with all of her success it's not always
0: perfect
3: i am going to recommend uh, my friend simone ann her instagram is at simone under what's that underscore called? underscore Anne A-N-N-E, and she is a wedding photographer, but I feel like she's one of those people who, when she doesn't post any photos really of weddings on her Instagram, but she travels in the off season and she makes like the most out of it. So even though she's not technically a travel writer or travel photographer, I feel like she's always going to beautiful new places and she's a wonderful photographer. And she's also always just seems very like fun and upbeat. And so she seems like the sort of person who you would want to travel with too. So that's my recommendation.
4: Uh, so just really, really beautiful, lustworthy pictures that make you want to go to the place immediately. I love Amy Merrick's account. Um, the handle is Amy underscore Merrick, two R's. Um, and then I also want to cheat and just say I actually just really like following all my female friends and seeing where they are and seeing all the amazing things they're doing, whether it's at work or abroad or with their kids or, you know, just like living their lives and being great.
3: And where can everyone find you guys on Instagram? I am on Say Christine, which is my blog, and then also my Instagram. It is C E S C H R I S T I N E, like Say Lavi, Say Christine.
2: (laughs) And I am at Rachel E Coleman, R A C H E L E C O L E M A N. You can find me at Lalehanna on Instagram.
1: And I'm at Oh Hey There, Mare. You can find of Ness Traveler at CN Traveler. Um, and you can find us, Women Who Travel, anywhere you listen to podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also check out our other podcast, Log, which comes out every Friday on the same place you listen to uh, Women Who Travel. And we hope you had a great new year and happy 2018.